ready. Hit it. Ready to cut through the BS and hear some ways to drive your business forward today? Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to Biz Sprints Podcast with your host, know the name. Michael McMillan. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back to a new season of Biz Sprints Podcast. This is Michael McMillan and thank you so much for coming back for a new season of tips and tricks to help drive your business forward. I'm so happy to have everyone back, so happy to be back on the air here and talking to you guys about helping to take your sales to the next level. This season is going to be amazing. We already have scheduled out quite a few people to come into the studio here with me and do some interviews and actually really share their wealth of knowledge and expertise and really bring you guys a next level of sales tips and tricks to really take your business to the next level. So for this first episode of the new season, I really wanted to kind of jump into this. While we've been gone, we've really been talking to so many business owners out there, doing a lot of work with you guys on, you know, helping building out your sales strategy, you know, crafting that go-to-market strategy so we can really get that revenue moving in the business. But most importantly, what we've really been seeing is is that it's, you know, coming from holding these companies accountable and being that accountability partner for them so that their sales team knows that beyond just that executive team who's watching over them. There's another party there who's not watching over them from a bad perspective, but actually there to really help them and really continue to make sure they're pushing forward in the right manner. So while we are gone, one of the things we kept getting asked about was a lot from our new salespeople coming into organizations. And one of the things I kept getting asked about a lot was, you know, you know, it was like, Mike, when I'm first walking in, you know, I know I'm going to have to build out my new pipeline and maybe, you know, get into a new network just because it's, you know, different from where I was at. And what can I do to make that happen? And what can I do to really make sure that I'm I'm building a real network that's going to help my company convert? And, you know, we had always a lot of different ways that they could do that and, you know, ideas and tricks. But what we found was, is we kept coming back to one very particular way. And it's, it's kind of old school. I freely admit that. But, you know, what it is, is that even when I founded BizSprints here, and then I brought in Anna Contreras, who is our salesperson here at BizSprints, you know, I recognized the way that she was able to build out her network was following the same methodology. So for this podcast, what I figured I'd do is just kind of share that with you and, and share with you some of the tips that I, you know, give even Anna that she's now taken on to really start to build out our network here for BizPrints and our client base. And what we're helping our clients learn the same exact procedure to really build out their network and client base as well. So the rule that I've had from when I was just a young entry-level salesperson just starting out in my career I was actually working with my now mentor, Jack Daly, and I'll never forget something he said to me, which was, Mike, don't ever eat alone. And I don't exactly remember where the comment came from, but it always something that stuck with me. And I think, you know, and over the years, I iterated on that a few ways and just, you know, talked about it and just changed the way how I look at it. But the core message was always so relevant of just don't ever eat alone. And how I train my sales teams now on this is I tell them when you're first starting out in a new sales role with a new company, what you should do is you should look at every single week and understand how your week begins and ends. And what I mean by that is, is you know, here at BizPrints, we run in weekly sales cycles. So every Wednesday is the end of our week. And so what that means is, is Thursday is our Monday just to make that life easy, right? And in every company, things are different. Some companies run weekly sales cycles like we do. Some run monthly, some run quarterly. It just depends on the business. And you need to know how that rolls because your Monday should be 
your retrospect day and your planning day for that coming week. It's really your day to get all your office work done. And the remainder of the week, depending on what type of industry you're in, is what I always say is, is that's the time you need to be out of that office. You know, get your butt out of that chair and go do some real salesman work, right? So what I usually like to do is, is I put on the whiteboard and you'll see me. I'll say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, I'm usually pretty well shot, you know, what I consider a normal Monday, which is our Thursday. For breakfast and lunch, I'm in the office. I'm trying to get all my paperwork done, CRMs updated and, you know, files and prospect emails, blah, 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 right? Getting all that junk out of the way. Then I do, though, try to plan out a dinner for my Monday night. Now, I'm going to go through some specifics and rules that I have on breakfast, lunches, and dinners here in a minute, but just follow with me here for a little bit. The other thing I'm always doing as well is on that office day is I'm also making sure that I have networking events lined up and identified for literally every minute of every day, right? From 7.30 in the morning until 9 o'clock at night, I could literally just go networking event to networking event. It's not that I'm going to do it. The reason I want that full calendar there available to me is because if I have a meeting fall through, or if I just happen to have some extra free time in between meetings, or it might just be nearby, I need to know about where these events are going at because I can now use that time to potentially go prospect and find some new leads. And I can't do that though if I don't know where these things are and when they're actually happening. So, what I do is, as I said, I have one calendar here at our organization. We just call it the sales calendar. It's nothing. It should probably be more creative, I know, but it's not. And in that calendar, all of our team is responsible for loading in every single event they find. We don't care how good or how bad it is. We just load them in. Everything from Meetup, LinkedIn, to if you're here in San Diego listening, uh, you'll know a few of these like Six Degrees, San Diego Chamber, Connect, you know, Small Business Startup Week, all these other things, right? We just load them in. Our goal, of course, though, is, is to have every hour of every business day literally filled just so that way Anna and or myself or Amanda or any of our team has options to attend these events when they have some free time. And it really just allows us to know what's going on in the San Diego area. And if we are traveling, just so you are aware, and we do travel a lot, we load up with events and where we're going to. Because, I mean, granted, many times we're actually there for client needs. So we're very respectful of that. But sometimes we might get done with our client projects early. And if we do and we have some extra time and there's a great event going on, like we were in Manhattan recently and there was an amazing mixer going on at the University Club, which... If you ever get to Manhattan, get a chance to go to the university club, you must go. Awesome. Amazing place. Just make sure if you're a guy, suit and tie, it's required to even get in the door. And ladies, I believe there's a whole dress code for you too. So just be cognizant. But um, sorry, as I digress. <laughs> so, But again, the only reason we knew about it though is because we went looking for it and you know our team filled out our calendar with networking events even though we were out of town. And it just allowed us the great opportunity. We ended up meeting a couple people who were just, you know, great contacts for us to have and have actually subsequently been able to refer us a couple leads that we're actually now talking to. So something you guys should always keep in mind is just keep a full calendar of networking events. It's so critical. Now, with that said, when I'm planning out my day, like I said, so I have the dinner on a Monday and then I'm also trying to plan out the rest of the week and filling it out, right? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you'll see Monday through Friday, and it'll say BLD, 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 BLD. And basically, the rule of thumb here for me is this if I have a pitch meeting, 
or a client meeting that will always take precedence over any prospect meeting. So what I first do is, is in my calendar, I ensure I confirm up or make sure from Amanda, who's our head of strategy, that, you know, do we have any client meetings? I go then with Anna and I say, hey, do we have any closing meetings with prospects, right? You know, so anyone who's in the last phase of our pipeline that we I need to make sure I'm in attendance for. And those then get in my calendar first. From there, I then start looking at my calendars, you know, and usually I've already done this a few weeks ahead. Just, you know, I'm usually not doing this for Monday for the current week. I'm usually working a week ahead, which is a great practice to have, by the way. And what I'm doing is, is I'm now looking the prospects and or my strategic context. You know, for me, I don't take a lot of prospects meetings, to be honest with you. I am usually more in tune with going to meetings and, you know, who I'm typically having lunch and dinners with is strategic contacts. We work a lot with a lot of venture capitalists, private equity firms, uh, even hedge funds managers, you know, those are usually the meetings I'm usually taking. But I'm also taking, you know, for our whales and our large potential prospects, of course, I'm at those meetings all the time. And, you know, I scheduled then those out. And then I look for the gaps. And because I have that networking schedule, I now fill them in with the gaps. And literally what your goal is, is you really want where your whole 10 hour, eight hour day, depending on how much you hustle, you know, if you want to do an eight hour day, I, I understand. You can slack a little. <laughs> but, you know, for me, my normal work day is usually about 10 to 12 hours. That's a pretty standard work day for me. And I want to make sure during my 10 hours or 11 hour work day that I have every minute filled with the ability and opportunity to meet people to either A, who could potentially be clients of our business, B, be partners of our business who we could potentially partner with, either send business to them, they can send business to us, you know, and just really kind of help out. Or C, of course, making those strategic connections that I need to make sure our organization has for our longevity and growth. And D, I also, am, I believe in being very involved in the community and helping where I can. Just today, actually, when I'm recording this, we actually, I had a meeting today, uh, took it from a client of mine. She invited me to this luncheon. I mean, I knew going into this that the lady we were going to meet with was not a qualified contact or, I mean, you know, as far as business for us right now, but I loved what she was doing. And more so than that, I mean, she was someone local here in San Diego, and I, I wanted to see if I could help. And we went to the luncheon. I ended up getting to meet this amazing woman. Her name's Annette, incredible woman, even more incredible company. And I'm, I'm sure I'm going to probably end up talking about this company at some point on a later podcast. But long story short, what I ended up just doing is, is you know, I just had an opportunity to have a conversation with her. And during that conversation, you know, I think I, you know, gave her a few pointers that could potentially help her business. I mean, it was no monetary gain for this out of me, but it's what it did help is it just, it helped a potential business owner in San Diego potentially take her business to the next level. And I, I, I really, I stress that and I share that with you guys because so many times salespeople forget not everything has to result in a sale. Sometimes the best investment you can actually make with your time and your knowledge and your expertise is to actually give it away for free and help someone generate their own ROI from it, but just be there to help, you know, and that's something I can never stress enough to make sure you're doing is just, and that's why I do take so many of these meetings, even if it might be with someone totally not qualified to do business with, but there's a chance I can at least help them out. So again, yeah, I'm sorry, you guys know how this podcast goes. I digress all over the place, so bear with me here. But so, 
back on track. I do want to walk through with you guys, though, a few things with some of the rules I have with networking events, uh, the breakfasts and lunches and dinners. Because, I mean, I'll be real, right? I know this isn't cheap. When you're talking about potentially doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner five days a week, you know, if for all my other fellow business owners out there, and I especially know my fellow CFOs out there, you know, I have a few friends who are CFOs. I was never one, by the way. But I can already feel you cringing, as am I. I know the expense on this. But there are rules. And as long as your team follows these rules, I can tell you the investment on having them do this methodology is worth its weight in gold, okay? So with breakfast and lunch, you know, my rules with breakfast and lunch is pretty straightforward. These are my prospect meeting times. For my sales teams, I tell them like, this is when you meet with prospects. This is when you meet with cold prospects, potentially unqualified prospects, just anyone you're really just trying to vet through. Reason being is, is no one can sit at a breakfast or a lunch for hours. You need to kind of get in and out. You probably have 60, maybe 90 minutes at most. And people who have an office, they got to get back to because it's it's either the beginning or the middle of the workday. So you just don't have time to sit there and talk like you do at a dinner. So that's why I love them because they're really easily, you know, you have time limits on them very quickly. Always make sure though, and one rule I do have though is that every time I have someone go to a breakfast or lunch or even myself, is to go in with very specific talking points of what I want to make sure I talk about in that breakfast or lunch. So as an example, if I'm going to lunch with a potential prospect that you know might be cold, I got to at least do make sure I do all my homework. Who are they? Go on their LinkedIn, look at their background, find out where they've worked, find out what they've done. What do they get talked about? What have they been recommended about? Go on Facebook. Can you find them there? If they have a public profile, read through it, find out what their hobbies are, find out what they like to do. Google them. Well, some, usually some of the best information, good, bad, or indifferent, is found on just doing that. Look it up. Read about them. Make sure you know what their organization does inside and out and backwards. Also find out who are their competitors. What are they competing against? You know, Is there any information about any business they've won or some hiring they've done? Before you go to a lunch or breakfast, you should know all about this person. You should never be asking a question of this person that you potentially don't already know somewhat of the answer to. It will allow you to be informed and guide the breakfast and lunch in the way you want it to go. My other rule with that being said is right and why we're guiding is because I always personally set a goal of at least one topic I want to cover with clear and concise next steps I want to create from that topic depending on the answer. Now, what do I mean by that? Because I know that that comment might not make any sense. Is, for instance, I might topic that I might want to cover with them might be, you know, how is your sales currently growing, right, for our organization? Because if they have a sales team that's currently growing at a decent pace, they want to step that up, or sales are actually not going well at all, we're a logical fit for them. Also, too, if sales are going crazy, but they're not converting at the pace they want to, that's a qualifying topic for us to talk with a person about. So I bring that topic up very gently, you know, massage it into the conversation. And based upon the answer, I now know where I'm going to go next. Now, the thing I will tell you, though, is is when I say I know where I'll go next doesn't mean I'm going to jump into a pitch with that person at a breakfast or lunch. No, no, no. That's a big no, no. Don't do that. The reason I'm at a meal with a person and the reason I do meals with people is because it's the reason you do meals with anyone. You're breaking bread with someone. You're there to get to know them. When I set the single goal of a single topic that leads me to a single answer, 
I have everything I want out of this luncheon from a business perspective. Now, I need to get out of it what I need from a personal perspective, which is a bond between me and this person. I need to get to know them at a deeper level than beyond what their title and their company is. I need to get to know all that information that I'm curious about that might not be, you know, that was in that Facebook profile that's blocked, right? Get to know who the human being is and really understand what makes them tick. Get off the topic of business and make yourself vulnerable. Like, who are you? What are you all about? Share and they will share as well. You know, for me, for instance, guys, I mean, uh, you might not realize this, but my absolute passion in life is cooking and baking, right? Every single week, my daughter and I, we get up into my kitchen, uh, usually on Sunday, maybe Saturday, and we bake bread for the week. My grandmother taught me how to bake bread. It's something that's, you know, ingrained into me, and it's something we love to do, and it's a way for us to bond together. Every day, I, I rush home out of my office because I cook dinner for my family every single night. Before I travel, if I have to travel for a week, I actually meal prep my whole family for the entire week I might be gone. It's just because this is my passion. This is my place I go to de-stress. And I share that with you because I share that in meetings all the time because it allows a person to understand a little bit more about who I really am. And then from that, they will typically in turn share with me. If they don't and they're closed off, I'll tell you for an organization such as ours, that is typically a disqualifier for us because we want people who are going to be willing to open up and work with us because especially with what we do. So the final thing here with, you know, with that breakfast and lunch, like I said, so just to kind of recap here, guys, is this is breakfast and lunches are the time you want to spend with your, your cold prospects and or people who you're still trying to qualify. You know, this is a great time to meet with people you're questioning, you know, where they're at. And even if you know they're disqualified, but you think there might be a way for you to help them, this is a great time for those meetings as well. Make sure you do all your homework before you go to the meeting. Always have a very specific goal of what you want to cover with the person and get out of that meeting from a business perspective. Make it singular and then move on to personal topics as fast as you can to get to know the real person. So that will really get you through breakfast and lunch. Dinners. I love doing dinners with people. I can't deny it. I'm a total foodie. I love to cook and bake, right? So I'm, of course, a little bit of a foodie. But I personally believe dinner is when you can get to know a person better than any other point. And I'll be straight, I have never closed a piece of business with a single company that I have not done dinner with. And I'll tell you, as I believe, so many people are like, oh, the closing table's inside the boardroom, right? Blah, blah, blah. No, I believe the closing table is the table that has food on it, maybe a glass of wine, maybe a martini, whatever, whatever your pleasure, right? (laughs) Whatever our guilty pleasure is. But it's the place that we can break bread together. And similar to like I said in the lunch is yes, talk some business, we'll talk some shop, but we will mostly be talking about who we are and where we're bonding. It's the chance for us to really get to know each other on a deeper level. And because of that, and with how dinner runs, especially with how I typically am running dinners, you know, dinners in my world are typically two to three hours average, right? I mean, I do a long dinner. We usually do multi-courses. We, I love to do them family style where we just, you know, all pick off this, you know, multiple plates and just, it's supposed to be fun. It's, it's meant to feel like a family gathering, right? I do that on purpose. But that is also why I reserve my dinner times for larger prospects and very strategic partners. And I tell my team to do the exact same thing. 
These are long investments of time, and much of this is personal time that you're now invading in on. You know, for me, I have two young girls and my wife, and I cherish my time at home because I do travel quite a bit. And so when I'm taking a dinner with someone, you know, I have to understand, like, they're asking me to give up time with my kids and with my wife. And take that into account. I mean, just because you are in sales, and yes, we do have to give up so much of our personal time to be in our profession. But make sure with your dinners that you are giving up this to people who really are going to be able to affect you either from professionally or personally. That's very important on that. That's where I say it's really qualify those who you take into dinner. And always, like I said, remember, it's a longer event and it really should be there to be used as a closing event and or a bonding event that will lead to future business and or future development of yourself. It is also a great thing to make sure that similar to the lunch, you do set clear expectations for the dinner ahead of it. So if you're walking into a business development meeting, right? And what I mean by business development is I'm walking in to meet with a person who I potentially are going to partner with from a business perspective, and we might be trading leads or best of all, Maybe we're doing this dinner and they're bringing a lead for me and I'm going to try to reciprocate and bring a lead for them too. And we're all going to kind of do dinner together and have a great meal. When that happens, your partner who you're going to see, make sure you spend a few extra moments to know who is the perfect client for them. Because the last thing you want to do is is go to this dinner, bring what you think is a prospect for them and it to fall short. It happens all the time. And and to be honest with you, it is the responsibility of both parties. And I'll be honest with you, I forget this all the time myself. I go to these dinners sometimes and I'm like, yeah, let's go meet them. I'm so excited. I'll bring Angie with me and you can meet Angie and I think she'll do business with you. And we both get there and we're like, oh my God, neither of us can do business with either of these people. And you're praying then that they can do business with each other, right? (laughs) So it's just something that you want to pay attention to and just be cognizant of. Now, All of that, right? So that's your breakfasts, your lunches, and your dinners. Now let's get to networking events, the meaty piece of this, right, guys? I personally believe every salesperson, when they're first walking into an organization, should do a minimum of three to five networking events per week. Yes, let me repeat myself. If you are starting in a new organization or are new to sales, you should be doing a minimum, that means at least this, three to five events per week. Guys, if you're in any kind of metro city or near one, there are more events than there are people in your metro city. Trust me, they're everywhere. I'm not saying they're all going to be great, but they're all going to have at least a couple people. And you're going to have a chance to press a few palms, get to know them, hand out your business card. But most of all, explain to other people who and what it is you do. And most importantly, who it is you do it for. Because even though they might not be the person that you want to do business with or that you can do business with them, more than likely they know someone who did. And all you have to do is just at least have those conversations and they're going to start giving you names of people you should talk to. It is just the nature of how networking events go. So with networking events similar to my breakfasts, lunch, and dinners. I do have rules with these though, because again, these are investment of my time of my sales force and even mine if you know when I do go to these things. So first and foremost is speak to everyone, no matter how scared you are or how much you think that this person is not someone you should do business with, speak to them anyway. You might be shocked. 
I will tell you from personal experience, typically the person I think is least likely to do business with me in the room is the person I most likely am going to do business with. Because, and the reason is, is because no one else has given them a shot many times if they're doing what I do, but I'll go speak to everybody. And and it might not seem like this, you know, with me doing podcasts and I know I do speak engagements and whichever is that, you know, personally, I love being an outgoing guy, but for me, it takes a lot of work. I think a lot of this has to do with the fact is, right, is that at a young age, I was, I was very overweight. I was very obese. I, I used to be actually at 420 pounds at one point in my life. And I've lost, you know, a tremendous amount of weight, almost 200 pounds. But there's an old saying is that, you know, once a fat kid, always a fat kid, right? And that it kind of has the scars inside of you forever. And in networking events, it really comes out. You know, your insecurities are bleeding out all over the place. And it takes a lot of work for me to muster up, you know, and that's why my team kind of laughs at me because I do what they call the laps, right? I, I walk around the room like two or three times and I'm kind of psyching myself up to go in for the kill, right? <laughs> but once I get in, I'm in, right? And once I'm, you know, I'm in the pocket, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm here, I'm good, I'm talking. And then I, I'm pretty well good for the rest of the night. But just don't be afraid, guys. I, I don't care how you look, how you feel, whatever, all these people are there to do the same thing. They're all there to meet other people. And all they want you to do is just say hello. And they're going to talk to you. You'll be shocked. You know, just just give yourself the chance. They're there to meet you and they want to meet you. One of the things I learned early on to help myself motivate and push myself to hold myself accountable is I always had a specific number of business cards that I set as a goal to obtain. Now, I ran into some issues with that is because I'd set goals. I'd be like, I'm going to get 50 cards and I'd show up and there's 10 people there, right? Ooh, that's not that easy. That is why I started setting the goal once I got there. And what I do is I just ask the event coordinator, whoever's there, and I, I, you just ask. When you're registering at the registration desk, get your little name badge thing, right? Just lean over and say, out of curiosity, um, who's in charge of running the event? I mean, do they have a second? I have a couple questions for them introduce yourself. It's always good to know who's running the events. And, you know, so you can, again, press palm and give them your business card and then ask be like, Hey, just out of curiosity, what's the expected attendance tonight? You know, what are you expecting and who's here already? Once you hear the number, base your goal on that. My number was typically at half of the attendance. I was going to get their business card. It's a stretch goal. It's not easy. It takes a lot of work, but it's something I should be able to achieve if I'm really willing to hustle and get it done. And that's a good day, right? Now, once you get through the event, and, and again, always make sure you have your talking points and what you want to talk about and who your business is and your unique proposition, blah, blah, blah. That's a whole nother podcast. You should have all that done already. You need to be well prepped before you get to a networking event. And I promise I'll do a whole podcast about this specific topic. I'll actually probably have even Anna in our sales team come on to actually tell you guys about what she does. She takes all of my networking abilities and makes them look like garbage. And she is, I mean, she's amazing. So I'll have her come on and make sure she tells you guys about this. After the event though, there are some very specific things you guys could really take some key points on here. Make sure the moment you leave that event, get to your car, get on the subway, get in the bus, get wherever you are, you know, wherever you're going from there to home, Uber, whatever, get out your phone and start connecting with all of these people on LinkedIn the second you leave that event. The second you leave it. Don't wait till the next day or a couple days later. Do it the moment you leave. 
they'll already still remember your name kind of. But once you do that, you'll solidify it because they'll immediately, they'll look and be like, oh my God, yeah, I remember meeting that guy. I remember his picture or her or whatever. Get LinkedIn with them right away. Best thing you can do. If you can and if you can remember, and I'm okay at this to be honest, take pictures with people. Do the selfie thing. I know it feels kind of donkey and retarded and, you know, whatever. I get it. Do it anyway. Because it will help you with the next thing I'm going to tell you, which is when you get to your office the next morning, or if you do have time that night, it depends on what time this event's going on. It's a nighttime event, daytime, morning, whatever it is. Make sure you're writing some personal cards to these people. Now, I use a service that I have come to love over the years, which is a company called Send Out Cards. I've used them for years. If you're curious about them, I don't know, email us or whatever, and I'll, I'll send you some details. But the reason I like them specifically is it allows you to customize this card. And they have this cool app now where I can put my photo of me and that person. And I did their little higher end piece where I have uh, my, the font is my handwriting. So it looks like it's hand, it is handwritten, I guess you could say. And I can send them a personal message. So what I do is on each card, when I get it, if there's something we talked about, I just notate it quickly on their card if I can. So it might be something like golf. And I'll just write the word golf on their card. And that way, when I'm writing them their note, I can just write, say something, you know, hey, it was great meeting you at the San Diego Chamber event. You know, I, I remember we had a chance to talk about golf. You know, maybe at some point we can go catch 18 or catch, you know, nine in the morning at some point. But let's connect here up soon. And that would be my card to them. And it would be a picture of me and him at the event, right? Or me and her at the event. And I'd throw my business card in there and off it goes. I mean, it's something you will be shocked how many people you'll find that's still on their desk laying around because they'll be in awe that you took the time to do it. And it will set you apart from everyone else. The final piece here too is, guys, is, is email. Beyond doing the LinkedIn, my thing is, is I also do a personal email the second I leave. So what I do is, is my routine is, is I connect with them on LinkedIn. I immediately go to my email, type up the personal email, and then it, off it goes. And then I do the cards the next day. I've gotten a really good rhythm of doing that. Um, and I, I would strongly suggest you try to do the same. You know, if just it's not possible for you, I don't understand why it wouldn't would be, but try to your best to get that done. It's, again, just like the letter, it shows that you're want to really connect with this person and do something with them. So guys, with all that being said, summarizing the show here today, right? Never eat alone. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Monday through Friday, do your best to always be eating with someone. Prioritize your dinners. Like I said, you want to make sure you're in your breakfasts and lunches. Your breakfast and lunch, that's where you do your prospect and potential prospects. Dinners is where you're saving. That's a closing table, right? Do that with your big prospects, your business development contacts, and your partner contacts that can really drive your business forward. Networking events, set goals ahead of the event. And if you can, try to get the attendee a list before that event and do your homework on who's going to be there so you can set your targets and make sure you know who you're wanting to go and get. Fill up your calendar as much as possible with networking events. So that way, every moment of every day, if you have some downtime in sales, which there is no such thing as downtime, that's just called prospect time, go prospect. Cold calling's great. If you're in inside sales, I love it. Get it. Kill it. If you're in outside sales or you're a hybrid, you know, where you're doing some inside and some outside, listen, get outside, get to the networking events and kill it. That's where you're going to find these prospects and start building up that pipeline. And then from there, guys, always remember, differentiate yourselves, make things unique. 
If you go to breakfast with someone, go to lunch, go to dinner, take pictures with them, send them those personalized cards, send them those personal emails, get connected with them LinkedIn the second you leave. You do all that, guys, you're going to start to build out those pipelines. You're going to start to watch some business start coming in at a pace that you're not going to believe. But remember, before you do all that, make sure you have your sales strategy built. And of course, if there's any help we could be, give a call to over to us or email us anytime. So guys, with that, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I wish you nothing but success and prosperity. To your success and prosperity, this is Michael McMillan. Have a great day. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thank you for listening to Biz Sprints Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us at bizsprints.com for more tips and tricks to drive your business forward. No doubt about it. 